Hello, I'm Nikki Sharp. I'm the Executive Director for Wildlife SOS in the USA. I'm sitting here with Shivam Rai. Today we're going to be talking about the Wildlife SOS visitor and volunteer experience, and nobody's better to discuss this with than Shivam. He has been here at the center for almost five years and has had encounters with literally thousands of people who've come from all over the world to visit at the center. So let's get started, Shivam. Uh, You oversee a huge part of the organization's visitor and volunteer experience as the education and conservation director. Uh, I'm curious, uh, tell us, when people come to see the the bears at the agri-bear rescue facility. What is their first impression? Uh, This is really a very challenging uh, place for us. And uh, you know that the people are coming from different parts of the world and they are coming to see uh, animals. And especially our centers are the rescue centers. And these all animals are rescued. And you know that the rescue means uh, they all have been uh, abused by the humans in so many different kind of ways and their past life was really very hard with the humans so uh, the, when the people are coming so their main expectation is to first of all to see the animals and sometimes they think like uh, it's a, some some sort of a, a place where they can go and uh, touch and do some activities with the animals from our side we try to sensitize people what is called conservation because conservation means uh, respecting the things, respecting the wild, respecting the animals, their own space. This is all very important. So we we'll just start with the very uh, casual talk. We try to mix with the people and just like a friend with them. And then we start talking about the animals, their uh, important role in the ecosystem. And then we slowly, slowly will take them towards the enclosures where those animals are there. And we'll just uh, give them all the clear indications. What are the do's and don't? So why we should we should not provoke any kind of thing uh, in front of these animals because their past life was really very hard. So they need their own space now. But as we are running a rescue centers with these animals and these are the best place for education. So the people can come and see these animals. They can learn about these animals and uh, then they will go back. They will share their experience with their kids, with their friends, with their family members. That's how we can can make people realize how we should uh, make sure the environment, sustainability and the environment and help these animals as well. So you say these uh, bears have come from an abusive situation. Can you tell us more about what that abusive situation was? Yeah, so I think uh, it is unfortunately still in some part of the world, this practice is still going on. And I think most of you must have heard about the dancing bear practice in India. So the same thing is still going on, unfortunately. So that was a very brutal and cruel kind of practice. And uh, and that, that was a sort of community called Kalandars. And they were deeply involved in the dancing bear practice. And that was the only source for their livelihood as well. And uh, you will not believe, by the law, that practice was completely illegal. And that too, according to 1972 Wildlife Protection Act. But still that practice was going on in 1995, 2000 and all, on a very big scale. And especially to entertain the local people as well as the tourists. And nearby all these Golden Triangle region, Delhi, Agra, Jaipur. So 
when our founders kartik satyanarayan and geeta sheshmani they did the survey of whole india so they found that practice was very cruel the poachers were involved in killing the they used to kill the mother bear to sell their body part in the international market and still it is a big challenge for us we have our own team to fight against these kind of uh, practices and then those poachers used to sell those bear cubs which they used to snatch from the mother bear from the forest and they used to sell those cubs to that community called kalandars very brutally they used to first of all knocked out their canines in order to control a wild behavior of any any animal and then they used to poke their muzzle delicate very delicate part of the uh, bear's body and uh, they used to keep the ropes and steel clips through that hole and uh, that was very painful and very disturbing like they never wanted the wounds to be healed properly because that was the way how they used to pull the rope in front of people in the public and the bears were jumping just because of the pain and they were telling it like a dancing bear and literally to control those bears they were not feeding them well they were hitting on their hip and joints very badly with the sticks and all to make them to stand erect like a human pose and all and they were not getting proper food because those community was also very poor so whatever they had like leftovers in their home they used to just throw in front of their bears so shivam uh what you've described is just really horrific what these bears went through so if you come to the center and you see these bears uh, can you describe what the bears look like when you see them yeah actually uh, these are the very specific and uh, endemic species of bear which uh, you can find in india and in all the national parks and the protected areas unfortunately because of these dancing bear practice and because of the poaching uh, things and all we lost a big population of the bears from india it, um, already and still those who are, who are in the wild they are still facing big big problem so they are very important animals for the ecosystem they uh, uproot the rocks they eat ants termites they are very very amazing species of a bear in the wild and when they work with the human society it's it's not acceptable they should not be the part of the uh, our human system they should be part of a ecosystem and uh, when we rescued these bears literally they were in very bad shape so now we are trying to give them a best part of their life now they have enough space to roam around now they have enough space to be like a bear so it's good to see and it's very proud to see like uh, some of our bears they are literally doing a l- amazing improvement health wise mentally and we constantly our staff our keepers our vets they are giving their uh, very passionate time to help these bears to be like a bear and now it's good to see they are uprooting the uh, blocks they are trying to reshuffle the their own enclosure land and all in search of ants and termites some of the bears literally now they have learned like how to climb on the trees as well and you know that these are the wild animal they should behave like a bear and like a like a wild bear and but unfortunately some bears like those dancing bear definitely i will never forget these those kind of exploitation marks from my mind and all so some of them have still bad memories with them just seeing the people they start showing some uh, abrupt and uh, agitative behavior as well so we need to divide our bears as well so those who are like that people will just give them their own section let them be alone let them be happy over there where they are and some bears they are now okay in presence of people 
so those bears we are using it for like an educational visits for the people the young generation is very important and we are constantly doing the enrichment work and all to keep them engaged and busy everything so uh, a lot of these bears in photographs look cuddly and like mm. you could just walk up to them and, and give them a, a big squeeze is that how those bears are do you do you ask do people ask you if they can go hug a bear yes yes <laughs> that's the challenge sometimes people think like because you know that it's like all our uh, in our culture since our childhood we have been given like the um, toys like teddy bears and all so most people think like okay it's very good it's very good to go and cuddle the animals and the bears but uh, as a part of conservation uh, it's not uh, see you want to cuddle them it does not mean like they want to cuddle you and they want to cuddle with <laughs> you so we have to always give respect to them and uh, literally they don't want that much interaction with humans even if you will see their wild behavior and all bears are solitary animals they don't live in a group and the packs and all so they always live alone and only the mother bear with the cubs and all so that's how their life is but we have some keepers because the keepers have they have their different kind of relation with their bears because they are working with their bears since last more than 10 years so even they know very well about the behavior of the bears and they are just like us we we two are different your character is different your personality is different my character and personality is different everyone is different from each other the same way the animals do they have their different characters different personality so some keepers they they really know their bears so they know that which bear they should not approach which bear they can go a little bit they can approach but it's their life because they are dedicating their 10 years of life for the bears they have dedicating every day almost uh, 12 to 14 hours with the bears so that's their respect so we don't allow pe- other people to go and cuddle with the bears it can be dangerous too <laughs> so um if somebody were to come and volunteer at the center and you're not able to touch and cuddle and handle the bears uh, what kind of things do you have for people to do if they are a volunteer at the center so it's there are a lot of things keep constantly constantly going on uh, on the site and the one thing is we always uh, tell our volunteers and uh, visitors basically they come for like short period so they just need to learn about the project how this project is running how we save the bears how we are taking care of the bears but volunteers we will just tell them your job will be like a like a keeper you have to live a life like a keeper so that's how they will be helping all our keepers and the staff team on the field so when the bears they need a lot of enrichment platforms toys and all to keep them engaged and busy the so volunteers we will give them all kind of job like a keeper only and they will be assisting the keeper whatever the keepers daily life what they need the help from the volunteers they keep asking we need volunteers we need volunteers because they have really very hard work and hard job to do on the site so they need to uh, clean the pool of the bears the volunteers can clean the den of the bears where we serve their porridge plates and all volunteers can cook the porridge volunteers can clean the plates for their uh, porridge plates and all volunteers can build the platforms volunteers can help in uh, cleaning the whole field and uh, painting work lots of work keep going constantly the so volunteers are helping in those all work so it's a it's all thing is for the animals 
so it's very inspiring for the keepers as well because they they keep seeing like the people are coming from different countries and they are helping them mm-hmm. and on the ground literally so it's very respect it's very respecting things so switching gears you also work at the elephant care and conservation center uh, running the program for visitors and volunteers. So let's start with uh, the visitor experience. So if someone should come to the center as a visitor, tell us what their experience will be like. So uh, actually this elephant captive industry is, I think it is very old, it's 4,000, 5,000 year old practice. So sometimes what we feel like uh, some is totally engraved in the culture in the mind of the humans the people so sometimes people never think like how these elephants these are the strongest mammal of land how how they are performing how they they are they are tamed and all so i think i have never heard about any practice like that the breaking the spirit and all i heard first time here only i saw the footage and all and uh, so i think that's the most this is the most horrible practice in the world. So to tame any any wild animal. So that's what is happening with the. Uh, with, that's what happened with the elephants. And most most people they they really don't know about these things. That's the main thing. And we want people to know. So if people will get to know the things what already happened behind these elephants, then the people will realize everything. So what what sort of treatment these elephants need and all. So these all are rescued ones from circus, from temples, from street begging. Their life was really very hard. So we always uh, see the people, they come with a very different kind of expectation. They, they still think like the elephants are uh, made to like ride. Some people, they think like they can go and they can touch, they can enjoy with the elephants. But see, literally they are, they are still in the wild category. They are wild animals. So their life was like a slave. And you can imagine anything can trigger in their mind suddenly, all of a sudden. So we need to give respect to these animals. So they need their space. They need their time, their own um, things to do. So if somebody comes to the center and they're visiting, uh, you're saying that they would not be feeding or bathing or touching the elephants is that correct yes yes yeah so our first uh, step with the visitors is like uh, we will take the visitors into a classroom where we have small documentaries some presentations and all so there we will make the people know each and everything about the center what is this center for what reason we have opened this center from what kind of industries we have rescued these elephant and the visitors will get we have to clear them very very clearly before going before taking them inside so they will get to know about the elephants how they live in the wild we'll discuss them a lot of things in a very uh, briefly like uh, because most of people they don't know about the elephants how they live how intelligent they are and uh, how social these animals are we will just discuss with them and they will then they will relate themselves with the these majestic and uh, very incredible animals and uh, then we will take them inside and then the people will really appreciate and they know that for what reason these elephants are here and they they will love to hear the stories of these elephants and especially their personalities 
so we have seen like the people love to hear the personalities of these elephant and they all are fabulous they all have different personalities some of them are very cheeky some of them are <laughs> bit we call them like a grumpy granny <laughs> some of them are very intelligent and some of them are very moody as well okay. so they all have different character so we'll just point out the elephant we'll discuss with the people about their different personality their behavior and all and people love those things to connect them with their personality so uh there is a viewing platform to watch the elephants if you're a visitor yes. is that correct can you tell us a little bit about that uh we have an observation deck so our volunteers when they work very hard in the morning then again in the evening and during the daytime we give them break so lunch break so that time the elephants also will have their food and their free time and all so people can sit on that observation deck and they can observe the elephants so how precisely they are using their trunk how they are making the rumbles how they are communicating with each other how they are eating how they are lifting uh, small small things like the small blade of grass uh, from their food and all so it's amazing to watch and observe them you know i have actually seen this deck and spent some time there and what's also remarkable is that it, there's a there's a cafeteria mm-hmm. or snack bar attached to it so So tell us a little bit about that. Yes, uh, of course. So if the people are observing, definitely they also if if you will seeing the elephants having food and all, definitely you will also feel hungry. So that's why we have set up a small uh, elephant uh, happy elephant cafe mm-hmm. where people can enjoy some cold coffees, um, black tea, waffles and some cookie crumble shakes and all. Mm-hmm. So that's all part of a uh, support to facility as well. So it's very clearly like if you are uh, eating uh, by yours uh, if you are buying something from the cafe and all so it means you are supporting the cause as well so that money is going back to the uh, wildlife as well so that we can buy the food for the elephants so it's all connected so shivam uh, you have had literally thousands of visitors and volunteers that you've worked with uh, what is the most common question you have uh, actually it's very hard to say because the people sometimes since in, in a short visit we too don't know that people will ask hundreds of questions mm-hmm. and uh, mostly the questions comes uh, arise from the like the uh, policy uh, point of view because most people after hearing like how badly these elephants were being treated so most people will ask like what are the laws what are the current situation of the elephants in india uh, what is happening with the wild elephants is there proper place place for them or not so these are the very quite common question and one more question we always hear uh, with the people people ask like uh, how these elephants are now doing they are working well uh, how they are improving because after being so hard with the humans and all how they are uh, putting their their trust on us so these are the very common questions what we face day to day Now like the bear uh, volunteer program you also have volunteers who come and work with the elephants our uh, volunteering program with the elephant center is like a, we always work like in a minimum human interaction with the animals so because you know that if you are working with any animal and all you should have proper experience and uh, dedication towards that animal uh, but mostly the people are coming with no experience and they are just coming to help us and that time they will be uh, helping us in so many ways like uh, uh, cleaning the pool of the elephants 
cleaning the enclosure of the elephants and uh, helping our supervisors our volunteer coordinators to cut and chop the fruits and prepare the buckets of the elephants go and uh, grab the bunch of sugar cane and the green alfalfa and distribute towards the uh, elephant enclosure and help the enrichment officers in building all the enrichments because enrichments are uh, most important thing for any captive situation so enrichments are the things which keeps an animal like stimulation mental and physical both and that's very important thing so we work a lot on the enrichment both the centers the bears as well as the elephant center and elephants are really very busy animals so you need to keep them busy if you are not engaging them if you are not be- keeping them busy they'll get bored they'll try to break the things here and there so these are the things what we do for the ele- elephants and the volunteers will help us in maintaining all these things day to day so if somebody wants to volunteer for the organization uh, tell us what they can expect i mean do you provide living arrangements for them food uh, tell us a little bit what what a volunteer would get if they uh, if they're interested in coming and spending some time uh it's very easy uh the first of all volunteers they just need to drop a mail anyone can easily just drop a mail volunteer at wildlifesos.org and our office team they will connect them as soon as possible we'll give them full volunteering guideline we have a small uh, brochure which has everything in details like uh, and mostly we uh, request people to come for like one week volunteering program in which peop- uh, we will give them food their accommodation and uh, their transportation within the facilities and uh, they will be uh, working in the groups with the other volunteers and uh, like alternate days one day at the bear they will be giving their service at the bears one day then the next day at the elephant so this is how this whole working uh, volunteering program is uh, running so uh shivam is there anything else you would like to say to people who might be listening that uh might be just um words of wisdom if they can't come and volunteer at wildlife sos but they like to go volunteer you know at some other center and work with elephants how how can they tell if they're working with a reputable place uh see the, the main thing is the uh, research so i will suggest everyone if if you are going somewhere so do a lot of research and uh, the best organization will be the, those organizations where you will not get uh direct contact with the animals and uh, because we should understand the see our main goal is like we should be proud of our india that time when we will be not running any rescue centers so our goal should be like that so there should be no rescue centers in india we should be uh, helping the let the animals live in the wild we should be saving the forest save the animals in the forest that the part of, part of a ecosystem and uh, if you are going anywhere please do a lot of research before going any place and uh, re- please respect the animals because they are they need their respect so love and all it's very important thing but we should always think in a both ways if i am loving something it does not mean like that thing is loving me also back so let them be wild let them be happy Well, thank you very much Shivam for your time today and I think this is a good time to remind people that if you are traveling through Asia and you do see elephant rides you should refuse to ride elephants and if you have an opportunity to quote unquote volunteer uh 
just definitely do your research, like Shivam has said, and make sure that any place that you do go to and pay money to do not have things happening that exploit the animals. Yes. So to get more information, you can go to wildlifesos.org or you can email visit at wildlifesos.org to get some more information and to correspond with Shivam about some of the opportunities available. So thank you very much. Thank you. Thank you so much. Mm-hmm.